Hello and welcome back to the Sports Bar, you guys, um, where we drink and normally talk about sports. Today, I have a special never before, never was going to air episode of the Arash Markazi Show. He gave me permission to air this. Uh, it's just a quick little 20 minutes where we discuss the AFC and the NFC uh, and the possible results of that, what he thinks, what I think, what um, Armani Buckets thinks. Uh, so super excited about this episode. It was a lot of fun to um, kind of test out. We were kind of uh, trying out a new studio. So it was a lot of fun to do this with them. Uh, my my boys, my OGs in a new studio. So that's why the uh, <laughs> the title of this is the OGs in the, in the new studio. Uh, anyway, so hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. It's a quick 20 minutes. Um, we also talk about the Lakers too. So uh, stay tuned if you are a Laker fan. Maybe you won't like it. Maybe you can skip past the Laker part. But the um, AFC and the NFC uh, playoff hunt, we definitely discussed that. So... Enjoy, guys, and um, yeah, this is the Sports Bar with Jihei Wiley, Arash Markazi, and Armani Buckets. Welcome to the Arash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined in studio by Jihei Wiley, Armani Buckets. We're going old school and new school. We're in a studio. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Good. Dry January still sucks, but other than that, I'm, yeah. I'm still amazing. I I can't wait for this whole entire weekend to unfold, and oh, yeah, hopefully my G-men at least cover the spread. This dry January, this is like a whole <laughs> whole new Jihei that we're seeing. I know. She's, first of all, you're not a morning person, Jihei, no. self-admittedly, and you're at yoga at what time this morning? Seven fifteen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it was rough. I'm not gonna lie, so it was rough. Dry February then too, or how no, until the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the way you haven't it, the dry January was a sham because when did it begin for you? January seventh. <laughs> so I mean, you know, so, so so I you know the good thing for G eight, it'll go from January seventh to February seventh yeah. or around that time. So, yeah, so. it's gonna be for the Super Bowl. One week. Month. I'm realistic. One month. I'm re- here's the thing with dry January, I'm realistic when it comes to that stuff. So like yeah. I know that come Super Bowl week, there's no way I'm gonna not no. have a glass of wine or ten. So exactly. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. it ends before the Super Bowl is uh, yes. Uh, okay. Only because I know that we're probably gonna be in Arizona together. So yeah. I, I just I just realistically I don't think that that's just gonna happen. With Danny so. Dimes. He'll be in Arizona. Knock on wood. That'd be amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like he'd be there regardless. Like that's I don't know. We'll so, we'll see. We'll have to see. Hi- I guess. Hypothetically speaking, if the Giants do make it and you're there, are you gonna have the sign saying don't extend this man? Like what <laughs> what are you gonna do in that case? That's a good Because you've been saying no yeah. even if they go. I'm not gonna have a sign up, but I'll definitely still <laughs> say no, I don't want him still here. I mean here, here's the thing. Like again, I told you, in Devil We Trust, like he can coach any quarterback. Yeah. So I, I think that I, I don't care which quarterback we have. Just keep, keep the pieces that we really need. We keep the offensive line or extend it, um, make it stronger, and then you know, keep Saquon. If, <laughs> that's, if, I'm good. If that's you that. win the Super Bowl, I'm are good you... with him go- gone. I'm still with it. Oh my goodness, it. Arash, what? Listen, we've we've dealt with this with our good friend Brandon, who you know he's got Jimmy Garoppolo led him to the Super Bowl, lead in the fourth quarter, and he's of the mindset: forget about this guy. We don't need this guy. Not only do we not need this guy, if he wasn't our quarterback, we would have won that Super Bowl. We would have won the next one. I think if he leads you to the Super Bowl, that's 
that's your guy. That's, that's your, your guy. quarterback. Now, listen, uh, like if you think you're a better quarterback away from the Super Bowl, that's something else. But I, I don't think that's the case with the Giants. I, you know what? I'll, here's the one thing I will give Daniel Jones. I'm not calling him Danny Dimes because I think that that's not fair <laughs> to uh, to the to any any fan of the G-Men. So um, with Jones, I think that he. It, I'll give him credit. He's gone through four coaches, four offensive coordinators. So, you know, I'll give him his due. Um, he can adjust, and that's great. Good for you. But you know what? Dabble can adjust as well. Yeah. So I, I'm of the mindset of the coach is everything in the NFL, and the quarterback is secondary. So if we can have if we have a great coach, which we do, uh, he can coach anybody. I'm just going to move on from that. Listen, we've talked about this before with your Chicago Bears, and I know you were a lot younger, but with – Grossman, when he led them mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl, they lost. How was he received? Did they did they think, oh man, if we had a different quarterback, we would have won this game? Absolutely. And the difference was, no disrespect to the Giants, but the Bears had a historic defense that year, and they had Devin Hester returning punts and kickoffs, yeah. and he was yeah. scoring almost every time he touched the ball. So I think with Grossman, it was literally like if we had anybody else at quarterback, then we would be fine. But that this this situation with the Giants, you have Daniel Jones being arguably the most important player on the team against the Vikings. So I, I just I don't think it's a similar thing. And if he keeps playing like this in the playoffs, we saw this with the Ravens with Joe Flacco. They had a great defense, but in that postseason, Flacco had eleven touchdowns, no interceptions. He stepped up his play a lot, and then they extended him, which afterwards they kind of regretted. I'm just, I'm just saying, like <laughs> no, the, I, the I curse, the point. curse is real. The curse yeah. is real when you when if you are going to pay this man after this, I don't believe that you should. So I, I, again, I'm still of the mindset of I'm fine with just having. Dabble be our coach and then get me another quarterback. I'm fine with it because I think that Who's he can available? adjust another coach. Mitch like Trubisky. A, Mitch, okay, <laughs> hey, that, I'll take Brady. That's, that's I'll, oh, I'll, Brady. Take, I'll take Brady. That would be interesting. By the way, it, it, it's beginning to look more and more like Tom Brady is going to go to Vegas. I guess it's one of two things. Either he retires or he goes to Vegas. I think he goes to Vegas. He just signed a deal with Wynn Las Vegas where they will be oh, doing his TB12 system. They'll, they'll have TB12 coaches. If you're a guest at the Wynn and you want to stay in shape, TB12 core workout, TB12 what? coaches. Yeah, it's, it's a real thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So I one step closer to us getting Tom Brady there in Las Vegas. I mean, if he's making deals wheeling and dealing in vegas i mean it just looks like uh, there's so many people that are saying that he's not going to but i i just i truly believe with josh mcdaniels and that whole entire thing i like, just think it makes sense I yeah. mean, so you know what has had to have happened for him to go there well a they've moved on from Carr. Carr is no longer going to be the quarterback there josh mcdaniels i mean the history with tom brady all of his super bowls that he won with the patriots josh mcdaniels was his coach was his coordinator um, and then again, listen, you go into a team, one of the top five, top three, maybe the best wide receiver, one of the best tailbacks, one of the best tight ends. They have a good team there. And so, uh, listen, Tom Brady takes over. And again, I think it's a two part thing where Tom Brady is your one to two year quarterback. And then you draft a quarterback this year with your top pick. So at number seven, maybe CJ Stroud, maybe somebody else. Yeah, I mean, or you could trade up to the Chicago Bears and see if you have Bryce Young. Bryce I, Young, I think yeah. that's another option. But the thing is, if you do that trade, I know that a team like the Bears is going to be asking for Devontae Adams. 
Well, that's like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was about to say, I'm like, I don't see him leaving. Yeah, right. No. Or I don't see him. Getting... Yeah, they're not going to trade him yeah. right now. Well, yeah. so if, if if the Brady thing doesn't manifest itself, yeah. though, getting a young quarterback. OK, you take away his star receiver, but you still have the quarterback. Is that something yeah. that's out of? Well, so there's two rumors, right? There's there's two rumors in terms of what veteran future Hall of Fame quarterback is going to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. One is Tom Brady. The other is the former quarterback for Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. Wow. And I think he is content with kind of saying, hey, listen, I had a great run here in Green Bay. I'm not done playing, but I'm not really happy with the team and what they're doing and the moves that they're making. So... Listen, Las Vegas is a big star town. I don't need to tell you guys that. And so with with Las Vegas, they need a franchise superstar future Hall of Fame quarterback. And I do believe that they have the pieces in place there for that quarterback to go in there and have a great season. But with the with the Rodgers thing, don't we hear this every offseason with him being disgruntled? Sure, yeah. Do you actually think that this is the year that he's at some point? Listen, if there's smoke, there's fire. So it's not like he's happy there. And if he was happy, I don't think that we would find him going back and reporting to training camp. And it's like a big deal that he reported to uh, training camp. So I do believe at some point in time he's going to say, hey, listen, I've 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 done all I can. I want to move on. But what does... Okay, so we just saw what Russell Wilson... What happened in Denver. Yeah. They traded for him. They gave up a ton, and it didn't pay off. Do you think that that's going to have teams... No. no Listen, that, that was not his, the same, That though. was a historic I, collapse. But hold, but hold on, I don't put also, Darren Rodgers in the yeah, Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell comparable. Wilson was terrible. Yeah. Rodgers has not looked that great, though. And if you're asking no. for a haul... He's not Russell, though. You Russell, cannot compare them to... They're the not even in the same class. Yeah. Well, I, I'm discussing... The, the assets that it takes to acquire a quarterback like that. Okay, so f- with with either of these quarterbacks, and I know they're not the, s- the same age, you're not going to get the same long-term contract. Because one of the problems with the Broncos deal was the contract that they gave him, right? Yeah. So, yes, I, I do think with Rodgers. Now, again, Tom Brady, by the way, you could totally have him. He I mean, he really worked his contract to the point where he can leave now. So it's not like you have to trade for him. With Rodgers, again, you're talking about a one to two year, uh, you know, quarterback there. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't listen. Would I trade a first for him? Yes, I would. Because really? I, I would trade it if you really believe that he's sort of like like it, it, if he joins your team, he can lead you to the promised land. Can he get you to the Super Bowl? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, it's a tough division. Oh, I don't know about that, man. Like, I after what he what he said on Pat McAfee, I don't. Th- I think he's extremely selfish. So no, I don't no think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that he is somebody that's going to be able to lead you to the promised land when he's just thinking about number one. Yeah, he's thinking about MVPs. He's not thinking about Super Bowls. Yeah, like I mean, I don't. I don't think that, that that's one of the reasons why. And, and again, you guys know this. I'm not a huge Rodgers fan, so like I. He he did great this season considering what he had. Now will he do great if he does get traded over and yeah. with, with the weapons that they have in in Vegas? I, I you know, Jihei, I agree with you. But when when we say he did great with what he had, he doesn't help his own cause though. No, you're he, right. He he tortures these poor young receivers <laughs> to the press. I can't imagine what he's like in the locker room these days. Yeah, it's like a it's like he's putting them through. 
the ringer psychologically so that they're ready, but it, it doesn't seem like it's working. But I think that he does that because look at the end of the season versus the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. Look at look at him like being like, look, they're not ready. Even in preseason, he was like, they're not ready. This, this course sucks. Like they're like they're horrible. Like these wideouts aren't wideouts. This isn't what I'm used to. Whatever. And then all of his like um, true core guys, they all get hurt. And then you go into the begin to the end of the season. And they're killing it for him. So, yeah. I mean, maybe it was a psychological mind ploy to be like, hey, this is the level that you guys need to be at. Like, get on my level. But uh, he won't have to do that in Vegas. No. Because those guys are already there. Those guys are already, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're already in that mindset of like, okay, well, at least we got Rodgers. So he's going to give me that rock and I'm going to be able to, you know, do do what we do. Um, I just, I still think that he's just a very selfish player. Uh, like thinking about MVPs and not thinking about a Super Bowl, I that's the first thing I would think about. Quarterback, or, I don't care about your position. Isn't that the first thing that you think about when you're in the NFL? It, it Other than be. that bag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a he's a selfish person as well, not just a selfish player. I just think absolutely he, he just cares about himself, and um, you know, like when he goes home with Pat McAfee, it kind of shines through every now and again yeah. with some of the comments he makes. Um, speaking of older players who did not have uh you know who were not on great teams again with Tom Brady <laughs> gets bounced in the wild card round with Darren Rodgers they, they don't even make the playoffs LeBron James and the Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers again this is a big crucial stretch for them coming up here I think we're going to find out where they, they stand because again mathematically when you look at where they're at Oh, again, only two and a half back of the sixth seed, only a half game back of the play-in tournament and the 10 seed. We've talked about it for quite some time. The West is wide open. The teams that we thought were going to be contenders are around 500. You got the Warriors at around 500. The Clippers are around 500. The Suns are below 500. So, um, all right, crucial stretch here. What happens? In terms of the next five games? Next or? five games. I mean, do they kind of drop to, to the point of they're no longer in contention? Do they go 500? Do they put, you know, I, I really think for them it's, you know, can we keep our head above water? Well, so tonight they play Memphis, which is, you know, if they lose that game, it's understandable. They've won 11 in a row. But I think the crucial games are the two following. Portland on Sunday, who's yeah. in the same boat as the Lakers. They're in the hovering around 11th, 12th, 13th place. Yeah. And then the Clippers, obviously. That's the big one. Yeah. And that's on Tuesday. So, And, and I never really thought, listen, they, when they began the season, I never thought that they would be in the same position this late in the season. Again, we're past the midway point. And with the Clippers, again, it's health. Uh, it's a combination of health and load management, though. They need so one of the biggest things that changed the Celtics season last year was the fact that they allowed Marcus Smart to run the offense. The yeah. Clippers don't have a point guard. Yeah, Reggie Jackson and John Wall have not panned out. You need somebody. It, it gets nauseating to watch them post up and isolate every single possession. Is the same offense. And you need somebody. Now, we talked about Mike Conley was the rumor. We don't know what Utah's plan is because Utah seems... Mike Conley would be a great addition to the Clippers, by the way. Yeah. But does Utah want to do anything with that team? I mean, this is the most fun jazz team in a few Amazing. years. So I, if I'm Utah, I kind of want to see this through into the postseason and kind of just say, you know what? We're going to stand pat at the trade deadline. Yeah. But then who's the point guard that you, you, you acquire? I don't know if there is one or do you even acquire a point guard do so, you just kind of roll the dice and just 
play it through, play it through. with this. I, what do you think about that? Because to me, playing it through at this point is just you're you're fooling yourself and you're fooling. Yeah, your, with the Clippers, you've seen enough at this point to say, hey, we, we, we do need, need we do need to do something here now. Um, yeah, listen, if you're the Jazz, I mean, the beautiful thing about the Jazz when you watch them play is that these are a b- 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 these are a bunch of guys no one gave a chance to, and and this is not the same thing, but in hockey. When people ask me, you know, why do you think the Las Vegas Golden Knights had the success they did their first year? Oh, they had a chip on their shoulder. I said each one of them had a chip on their shoulder. Each one of them was told by their former team, we don't want you. In fact, a lot of the guys who had really great seasons, their former teams traded picks to the Knights saying, please take this player. Their head coach. Gerard Gallant was fired during a road trip, had to take a taxi cab to the airport to take a a flight back home. Like from the head coach on down, they all had a chip on their shoulder. Same thing with this jazz team. At the end of the day, you need to be talented. You need to be, you know, good. But sometimes you kind of need someone to tell you you're not going to be any good. I just thought of two names while you were and I and I completely agree with the chip on your shoulder. Two names. D'Angelo Russell, because he's a free agent after the season. You kind of want to get something for him when it's pretty clear that he's probably going to leave. It seems like the Timberwolves don't want to pay him. Exactly. And then Fred Van Vliet. But Fred Van Vliet will His have name, a higher price. Exactly. Set. And Fred Van Vliet's name continues to come up in co- conversation. So you have some competition over there. And he's a champion. So that, that that's a big one, too. I've always liked bringing on a player who's won it, who can yeah. kind of have that conversation with players. With Kawhi, by the way. 100%. So he yeah. has that. I Fred Van Vliet would be a great addition to the Clippers just for that locker room because he takes every game like a <laughs> – like a professional. And I don't mean that as a, well, it is kind of a job yeah, for no, the Clippers but, because they don't really treat every game like it matters. Well, but they also don't, they're not on the level that both Van Fleet and Kawhi are on. They haven't won anything. No. Correct. So, I mean, it's, it's a different mindset for sure when you've already won it because you know what it takes to win it. But at the same time, yes, I agree with you, Jihei, but when you have so many vets on your team, at some point there needs to be some semblance of seriousness towards these regular season games. These are not rookies or young guys. Right. These are guys like Nick Batum, Robert Covington, yeah. Terrence Mann, Zubats. They're all vets. Right. So where is that sense of urgency? I would understand it if you had a bunch of young guys on the roster that you know haven't been there before, but these guys... You're you're one game under 500. Yeah. This is the biggest disappointment in the NBA this season. Are we giving a little bit more too much credit to the quote unquote vets, though? Like as far as their mindset is concerned, I guess so. Still, I guess so. I, I I don't know. I, I mean, even even to be honest with you, like no offense to Kawhi, I know Kawhi is going to be Kawhi, but he's not even showing me a sense of urgency. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is really disappointing considering you've been there before, man. You know what it takes to get there and to be there. And it still hasn't. I don't know. I'm just disappointed in this whole entire season. This is, without a doubt, the most disappointing season in Clippers history. Again, because they begin the season with championship hopes. Yeah. And um, again, when they had Chris and Blake, they were a good team. I think the hope there was like, let's get to, to the conference finals and see what we can do. I don't think any realistic Clippers fan back then thought they were greater than Tim Duncan and the Spurs or KD and the Thunder or Steph Curry at the beginning of their run. But it's like we are kind of in that conversation. This Clippers team, the feeling was, hey, listen, if Kawhi's back, he's healthy. If Paul George is back, you look at who they put 
I mean, it's a, it's a very deep team. One of the biggest concerns going into the season was how deep they are. Yeah. Because when you have guys like Robert Covington, Batum, and Marcus Morris, yeah. that's three guys fighting for one spot. And every night, if you're a player, you go into the arena, you don't know if you're getting 30 minutes yeah. or three minutes. So here's another option. Do you make a trade just to thin out the roster a little bit, maybe give up a couple guys, maybe take on future assets, just so you have a little less competition so that they they don't have that on their mind so much? I would say I, no. Yeah. I would no. say no, no. Competition's great. Is you it? don't know what, yeah, it's like you're not knowing where your next meal comes from. Like comp I think competition's good. Like if you if and if you've earned it and if you've earned that spot to like be on there. My mom always said this, like when um I in high school I didn't get a lot of playing time. Um I'm not gonna blame coaches. I'm just gonna just say I didn't <laughs> get a lot of playing time in, in high school. They had their favorites, it's it's whatever. Um you know who you are, <laughs> but, um, but my mom always said, you know what, if you, um, when you are on that court, you play on that court, you, you're, whether you're there for 30 seconds or whether you're there for half an hour, you play and you, you will earn your spot eventually. And that's what these guys have to do. They have to earn their spot. They I, have to I agree with you, Jihei. I think it's more of a rhythm thing though, getting your rhythm and being comfortable in your role. Well, we, we've talked about this over and over too, about rotations as well yeah. and the lack thereof. So, I mean, that's, it's kind of, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, so. I mean, the, the key is come playoff time. It doesn't matter how deep you are. I mean, you're that rotation, that bench shrinks. You're talking about you're, you're playing, you're going to play your six man. Maybe you're going to play Definitely. a couple of guys off the bench, but you're right. not, I mean, this, who cares if you're 12 deep? It doesn't, no one cares if you're 12 deep. It, it, come playoff time, none of that matters. Well, that's all she wrote, you guys, for the sports bar. Hopefully, you enjoyed that episode with the Rosh Markazi, myself, G. Hey Wiley, and Armani Buckets um, for the Rosh Markazi show. A never before, never was going to air show, but you guys are the privileged few whoever listens to this so um yeah if you want to actually listen to a rosh Mar the rosh markazi show a show i actually produce and i am on every so often um yeah it's on every single day monday through friday in podcast form just follow the rosh markazi show also don't forget to listen to them if you are in your car I know this is an antiquated way of listening to sports, but I actually listen to sports radio and I've been listening to sports radio probably since I was a kid. So uh, listen to them on the Mightier 1090 if you're in Southern California on 1090 AM from 7 to 8 PM. And then you can also, if you're in Hawaii, Aloha, you can listen to them um, on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network from, I believe, 12 to 1 your time. And then if you are in Vegas my second home basically uh you can listen to them on the fan from 12 to 1 that time slot will change unfortunately after the super bowl but for now if you're listening to this in january and the beginning of february you can listen to it on 98.5 the fan in las vegas um F that's fm by the way uh, from 12 to 1 thank you so much you guys and uh I hope you enjoyed this never before, never was going to air episode. Also, do not forget to follow me on social media and like, comment, all that shit for, um, you know, the sports bar. It is sports bar gals on Twitter. Cause again, like I always say, sports bar sucks and, or sorry, not sports bar. Sports bar doesn't suck. We're awesome. Um, but Twitter sucks and they, wouldn't give me that sports bar for some weird reason, but Instagram is awesome. And they gave me, 
That Sports Bar. So follow me on Instagram at That Sports Bar. Maybe Elon can switch my Twitter name. That'd be great. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Keep following all that stuff and listen anywhere you get your podcast to The Sports Bar. I'm G. Hey Wiley, and I'm out. Going out.